The North Carolina Tar Heels have secured two top 30 recruits in the class of 2024 in less than a week, and now they have the number one recruiting class in the cycle. It may be early, but this is a big deal. Jason Jordan and I are going to tell you why. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for joining us and making this your first listen or watch of the day. Well, I was prepared to make this show today, Tuesday, all about Elliot Cadeau's commitment to North Carolina and why this is a huge deal, a phenomenal elite point guard, but it turned into a much bigger conversation on Monday evening. Why? Because big man James Brown also committed to UNC. And so that means that in less than a week's time, Carolina had turned themselves into the number one class in 2024 at this early juncture. So before we get into talking about those guys, I wanted to try to figure out why is this such a big deal to get these early commitments from these recruits to go along with Drake Powell. So here to help me do that and unpack it all is Locked On College Basketball Recruiting Insider, Mr. Jason Jordan. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college basketball recruiting sponsor across the Locked On Network. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team, faster and for free. So post your job right now at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. Terms and conditions apply. Jason, great to have you on. Happy New Year. So glad to have you. And... Uh, as we turn to the new year, North Carolina, within the course of a week's time, has secured two top 30 commitments from Elliot Cadeau and James Brown for the class of 24 cycle. Um, interestingly, uh, I, I want to talk about both of these guys individually, and we're going to do that in just a bit. But first, I want to discuss why it's a big deal to have already made this much headway this early on in the recruiting cycle. Obviously, we know that Carolina had already secured a commitment from Drake Powell and now get this one from Cadeau and Brown. And so you've got a diverse class at this point, a playmaker, a big, a small forward. Why is it a big deal to have this many guys committed this early? Well, you know, it it, it changes your strategy because a lot of times um, – coaches and staffs are scrambling like <laughs> the reality is and any coach will tell you this a, a lot of times most most schools are are just kind of throwing not that they don't want you know they want the specific guys they give offers <laughs> to, right but you know you can't control somebody's uh you know decision so um to have that firmed up well in advance it um it opens up different options for you mm. via portal or if you, you know, and then you, you have things secure for uh, the spring when you decide who's still there and who's not there and things like, and then, you know, then, you know, people can reclass and, you know, stuff like that. And obviously we'll talk about that later, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it is a great asset to have things done early um, because it just gives you more options and it gives your, your strategy, the strategy is more so in your favor because you have those options and you have things in tow and you guys have a great class in tow, obviously. 
Yeah, I mean, this is it's massive to get a playmaking point guard that that people are going to want to come be around, you know, and say like, oh, that's the dude going to be getting me the ball. I'm in on that. Is that part of the consideration for other recruits? I know North Carolina has several other offers out there when they see somebody like Elliot Cadeau or are they saying, man, that's a dude that's going to be getting me the ball at a high rate and often I want to go play with him. Is that is that part of the consideration? Thousand percent. Um you know, big, you know, even bigger than have it was better than having a class, uh, a number one class already, uh, you know, year, a year and a half, what a year, I guess a year now, no, a year and a half in <laughs> advance um, is having the number one point guard in that class a year and a half in advance, because that's the, that's the number one, um, you know, people want to know how they're going to get the ball. Let's just be honest. These are yeah. Eagle maniacs we're talking about in a great way. Um, so when you have a guy who is a pass first point guard, who only learned to score in the last three years, his words, not mine. Um, but he, he thrives off playmaking and getting his teammates, the ball, obviously he can score, but um, he, he's a pass first guy and he thinks a pass is better than a shot. So um Everyone knows that about him. And so everybody loves to play with him. And so having that guy, and he's the top guy in that class at the position. So having that guy in, in tow is is uh, immeasurable on the recruiting scene, for sure. And it usually feels like, uh, at this point, early early in a cycle, we've, we're hearing movement from a Duke or a Kentucky. Does this signal in any way to you a, a shift in um, philosophy or things like that for Coach Hubert Davison's staff of getting um, some commits earlier, or is it just ha- just so happens these guys are committing earlier and it's to North Carolina? So I think it's a little bit of both. I think they he I mean clearly he was all in for Elliot. Like I know that he was keeping in touch with Elliot quite regularly, personally, and I just text because you know recruits know that texting could mean that somebody else is texting for you. I won't say who, but I do know some staff are known for not sending their own texts, you know. So, um, but I know that Hubert sends his own texts. Um, and so it, it comes through on the text from what I'm told. And so, um, but he would always also call and FaceTime. And just so you know, it's me. It is yeah. me. Yeah. Call, you know. Can't so, hide behind um, that. Yeah. And that all speaks to priority. And these kids want to be a priority. I mean, he's a top point guard in the 2024 class. And um, when you show them and you go out of your way to show them that they're a priority, and not only are they, are they a priority, and I'm taking out this time, for you know I'm a busy man, but you're not even a senior, right? And so I – but I want you so bad, you know, um, that I'm going to call you personally – multiple times throughout the week. I'm going to text you personal multiple times throughout the week. And that stuff matters. And he did that. And you got to tip your hat to him. I mean, obviously he's, he's had a heck of a month, you know, good to be Hubert Davis, right? <laughs> it is good to be <laughs> Hubert Davis. I'm sure they would like to get a few more W's in the, in the win yeah. column, yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, on the yeah. recruiting trail things. Recruiting. Right. 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 Let's make <laughs> so um, as you look at this, Jason, and, and as I said, you've got, man, you've got now a lead um, playmaking guard. You've got a small forward in Drake Powell, and you've got a, all the, albeit a little bit undersized, uh, a big, a center in James Brown. What sort of foundation is that? And then 
you know, with with the as you alluded to a little bit ago, the uncertainty of what could happen with people either transferring out or leaving to the NBA draft, knowing you've got the possibility of transfer portal as well. What does this foundation um, allow the Tar Heels to do? Well, I mean, it 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 it, it makes the the sale even more strong because mm-hmm. it's like you can say, hey, hey, got this. You know, we got we got Elliot. You know, it's not like we want him. We got him. You know what Elliot does. You know, we got James. You know what James does. You know, um, they're stars. And, you know, you can add with Drake. Drake's a role player. Um, but, you know, you're the missing piece. You know, you're the missing piece. And they can do they can do that sell. And it, but it, it rings. It doesn't ring hollow when you have them also texting that kid because I'm sure that they will also be texting. They'll, they'll know who to text. And so they'll be like, hey, did you talk to coach today? Yeah, man, we did. And then they'll come with the same messages. And all these things matter. They sound trivial, but all these things matter to – but they sound trivial to people that are old like us. Yes. But then you got to remember, yes. <laughs> these are teenagers. You know, yeah. they don't have fully formed brains yet. And so, you know, it this stuff matters big for them. Like, oh, yeah. man, Elliot hit me. You know, he said, I, you know, I don't even – Talk to Elliot like that. I know he's probably a one and done, and I can play with him. Wow, that's big. You know, yeah. something I really got to consider. I'm telling you, I've heard this. Like, this, this isn't even <laughs> abnormal. Like, this yeah. is actually what they say normally to me, to yeah. me, a reporter. Yeah. So I could only imagine what they say in the locker room talk, in the gym, in the weight room. You know, it's like, you know, at the dinner table. So um, that is huge. That is huge to have that foundation because, again, it doesn't ring hollow because it is already intact. I can show you it on paper. You saw the commitment graphics. <laughs> Man, that's great stuff. Well, yeah. we do want to get into talking about Elliot Cadeau himself, more specifically his recruitment, what he brings to the table, who he reminds us of, things like that. But before we get there, this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with, like Elliot Cadeau, right? <laughs> That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs, which can help you hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. You can identify those candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your qualifications all there on one platform. You want to achieve your business goals in 2023 and hiring the right team member might help you do exactly that. So why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Well, Jason, we've already said it, but North Carolina and Elliot Cadeau is getting a true, true playmaking first point guard. A little undersized at 6'1", 165. It kind of is that the question mark? We'll look into that. Uh, Cadeau, it plays at linked, uh, excuse me, at link. I'm, I'm all in the LinkedIn thing right now at link Academy down in Branson, Missouri, but he's originally from New Jersey. Hubert Davis has a guy that he likes 
pick UNC over Louisville, Texas Tech, Texas, Kansas, Syracuse, others. And uh, folks, as, as you look at the 247 side of things, he is the highest rated commit to North Carolina since Mr. Cole Anthony. Well, uh, Jason, you've already said it by about every recruiting service I've seen. He's the number one point guard in the class, a top 10 overall playmaker. You've already said some of it, but what are your thoughts on Elliot Cadeau and his game? Well, I think he's a be- he's well, he, he's the best passer in that class, right? He just he's great off a of high ball screen because that you know that's the one the world is his oyster. So when, <laughs> you know, but, but the thing is, he doesn't need a screen to get by you, like he. But he he can maneuver better because he reads the defense really well. So he's legit a quarterback at the point guard slot. You know, um, he told me that you know he grew up learning the pass back. He was he averaged in middle school. He told me he averaged like. 11 assists a game and but then they were like hey you got to score too and he was like oh score i don't uh, but i like to pass this is a mentality for, this is foundation you know so it makes sense that he would grow up to be the best passer in the class right so but he said in he actually joined like uh, in uh i guess junior high he joined uh not as talented league just to focus on scoring so and that's only been in the last four years maybe three years where he just was focusing on scoring. And so obviously that's caught up too. Um, but his foundation is to be a passer and to see things that are going to, that are going to be there in, in two seconds or two plays. And you can see his wheel spinning. If you really watch him, um, he's always, you know, head on a swivel, um, delivers precision passes and he throws to areas. So he knows where his teammates like the ball. So he's always studying his teammates and, you know, he's just, I mean, he's worthy of that number one spot at the floor general. Um, and he, he's truly an extension of the coach on the floor. Um, so, and I made huge, obviously, suffice to say, huge pickup for Hubert Davis and one that I think will pay huge dividends in a lot of different ways before it's all said and done. Yeah. And, and Jason, I don't want to overblow this, but I, I mean, I think for a lot of Carolina people, they haven't seen a true playmaking point guard since Kendall Marshall was in. Yeah. Chapel Hill. And as I watch game tape on Cadeau, man, I feel like I see a lot of those, like with Marshall, it wasn't about the athleticism. It was about, man, that vision, his ability to pitch ahead. I'm like basically full court outlet passes to a big in transition. When I, when I watch Cadeau's tape, I see him doing that on multiple occasions. Um, Is, is it, is it inappropriate to talk about him in a Kendall Marshall like way? No, the thing he does have where you said it went about athleticism with Kendall now, uh, Elliot will put you on a poster too. Like Elliot, <laughs> Elliot has a three-five in vertical. Yeah. <laughs> that is the difference, right? So, yeah, you're right in that regard, but he also has that that sick athleticism where he he could he, – that it's like Caleb Love. Like, he'll, he'll, he's going to pike on you too. Like, don't get it twisted. When he's coming off that screen, you better step up or you're going to be on a poster. Um, he's done it multiple times. And um, that is absolutely a part of his game. So he's a physical guard, too. Like, he's going to take the contact and finish or find um, and get a piece of the paint and kick out. He's very, very smart, high IQ guard. So, yeah, I would say the difference is he does have that athleticism. and He is physical as a driver. For Man, sure. Always fun to watch these dudes at 6'1 get up and put it down. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's fun. And, I, I mean, I think that clearly is going to make him all the more dangerous um, in like North Carolina now under Hubert Davis is utilizing that pick and roll game so yeah. much with 
RJ Davis and Armando Baycott, for example, um, kind of running that. But when you have somebody, you know, all even more so than RJ Davis is looking to like, if I've got a guy open, I will find him or I'm, I'm by you in a flash. And so right. that is clearly going to be a, a phenomenal part of his game and what he's able to do. One of the big questions is if that will happen in 2023 or 2024, as you alluded to a little yeah. bit ago, there is certainly a reclass possibility yeah. with Elliot Cadeau, who is already 18, by the way, folks, if you're mm -hmm. unaware of that. So Jason, what have you heard on um, that possibility from Elliot? Highly possible um, that he will reclassify. Um, it, I really think, you know, to make it really simple, I think it really comes down to is Caleb there and is RJ there. And here's one of those good problems, right? So it's like, exactly. I do, I think, I, you know, because with NIL, you can't jump out the window. <laughs> I do think Caleb will, will, will roll out. I, you know. Yep. I'm with you. Absolutely. Right. So I think Caleb probably going to leave because, you know, even from a marketing, you know, NBA guys look, they look at it different. Yes. But even specifically with guards, the longer you stay, it becomes like a why. And, you know, for business moves, you kind of got to jump out there and get it how you live, you know, for to put it just bluntly. Yep. Um, yep. So I think he'll leave. The question is RJ, because Elliot wants to be one and done. There's no doubt about it. You know, he's always every that's known. Right. So if RJ's there, then you got Seth. And Seth is like, uh, you know, all the fans are excited about his future, you know, that type of thing. Um, they, they, everybody sees that he could be a, you know, vital piece eventually. Um, and he gives good minutes now. So it's like, um, I think, I think it would be, I think if Caleb leaves, I think he'll come. Right. Okay. Um, but I know, you know, obviously if Caleb and RJ are gone, you know, obviously that's a no-brainer at that point keys. but I'm, I'm i'd be curious about if rj stays and i think he will yep. um and that's the I, thing if so if assuming rj stays then not only is it rj and seth but you've also still got demarco dunn simeon wilcher will be there next year and as you've yeah. said multiple times on this show simeon wilcher is not going to sit on the bench this okay. dude is going to be a dog and he will be in there playing and so um, I mean, it really feels like I, I'm with you. Caleb uh, is yeah. gone after this year, but if Elliot comes in and RJ is still there, man, you've got a very crowded backcourt, which maybe signals in some way, like, Hey, is Hubert Davis going to legitimately in like a Scott Drew sort of way, commit to a consistent three guard lineup that that might be what's in the cards there, especially if Armando Baycott's gone and you're trying to figure out lineup configuration. Yeah. Well, he might have to uh, because, well, DeMarco does not play in a Elliott Cadeau. No, no, no. Um, I don't think Seth Trimble's going to play over Elliott. Well, they're not going to say that. I, I, you know, I, I, you know, you know, I think Seth is a bad man, right? <laughs> um, and I think people are starting to see that he's not just a backup. Um, I think he's going to be a star there in Chapel Hill. So, it, you know, it. and then the thing becomes is like, eh, you better be careful about losing that locker room, boss. You know, it, it's again, it's a good problem because it's it like is. we're talking about, oh, man, where are we going to put this talent? But it is it can be an issue. And I've heard coaches uh, agonize over these things. And uh, but at the end of the day, it's a business. And so, you know, they're going to do what's best for the team. That's right. And so if if 
if Elliot is like, nah, I'm cool. If Art, as long as Kayla's not there, you know, I that's I'm good. You know, I know I'm gonna be all right then. And he's exactly. got and I think that will eventually, I think that that's what ultimately will happen. Yeah. And and that's the nice thing for, for Hubert Davis and his staff in the Carolina program is it legitimately seems like Elliot is saying, like we've heard him say, if the spot's there and they need me, I'm in for 23. If not, cool. I'll stay in high school one more year. I'll come in 24. And I think that flexibility helps even more with that foundation that we talked about previously, that it's like you got all these possibilities. And right. so Carolina is in a great spot. One way or another, Elliot Cadeau will be a Tar Heel within the next couple of years and you gotta imagine jason one of the happy recipients of many 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 elliot cadeau passes will be james brown who committed to north carolina less than a week after cadeau did just at the tip of the new year james brown a center from chicago plays at saint rita six nine to ten and uh, as always, rankings aren't the end-all be-all. Currently, though, he is just to help most recruiting sources. He is in the low 20s. Uh, and so, Jason, as we switch from the backcourt to the front court, what are you seeing from James Brown? And uh, no, no song references. <laughs> I was about to say he's on the all-name team for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he had a big summer with Mean Streets. Uh, you know, everybody knows about Mean Streets. If you know about the EYBL, you know about Mean Streets. That's right. Um, a um, legendary program out of the windy city so um i think he averaged 11 and 6 for them but um just a worker just a worker that's the best way to describe him like not it's not like you know isn't you i wouldn't say he's a guy you point to and say oh man he's dominant at this i think he's just a dominant high energy guy and at his size and at his length um that just checks off a lot of boxes on both ends of the floor so he finishes with both hands um, he's not a guy who's going to be confused about who he is. He's not going to step <laughs> out and run the point. He's not really even stepping out in the 15 feet sometimes, but that's not his game. Yeah. He really does stay in the paint. Yeah. And he really um, he seems to be content with that, which I think can't be overstated because a lot of people are not content, especially bigs. That's because right. Everybody's KD, right? Everybody's <laughs> KD. But he's not the guy who is trying to be something he's not. He's definitely – a guy who accepts his role and masters his space. And yeah. that is in the paint. That is in the blue area. And, um, you know, he's a high energy, very efficient, great hands. And so um, we talk about the Elliot Cadeau factor. I mean, I, a guy like him looks at Elliot Cadeau and he's like, oh, I could be the recipient <laughs> of some great passes, you know. So um, and I know I'm a high level, efficient finisher. So um, I'm going to do well with Elliot Cadeau. Uh, in the lineup so you know yeah absolutely especially as somebody like watching tape on him man he gets out and goes in transition he's not lumbering along and so if he can get out ahead man and look for that pitch ahead from Cadeau he's in great shape speaking of like I've also seen in some of his tape where he is out leading the break himself like even kind of some give and go is that just a product of what's happening in high school and he can get out and do it or is that something that actually translates to the NCAA level? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But again, he's not a guy who's um, like, he's not going to, he's not like a point forward. And right. Exactly. Yes. To be, you know what I'm saying? And yes. I say that I have to make that distinction because. No, I literally have that in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> most kids think they are and most kids do. And they're like, yeah, I, well, I hear this one all the time. And when they said, when I get there, you know, I'm going to develop my guard skills. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> um, but he's not that guy. So that's great. 
but yes, he can do that, ignite the break, get the ball ahead and run it up and, you know, get it back to your point. He did that a lot in the summer. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I literally have that in my notes. I'm not going to call him a point forward, but he can get out and lead the break. Yeah, he can. He can. And, you know, but I don't think he – I don't think that'll be his role. Do, does it translate? Could it? Yeah, but especially with the personnel you guys have. I mean, I think it's just an added benefit, right? Like, he, yeah. you know, he can do that. That's but, a good word. Yep. Um, but, young man, you get out and run. Go find the basket. We'll get the yeah, ball to you. <laughs> absolutely. A rim runner, um, high, efficient finisher um, around the rim for sure. And he can use both hands. So that makes him – That I've seen people be – that that caused a lot of problems with how to defend him yeah. last summer for yes. sure. Yeah. Man, yeah, absolutely. And, and I want to go back to what you said about, like, not just accepting his role, but, like, in, embracing it. And I think – in, in this day and age, its role definition is all the more important and valuable on teams as guys are trying to be so many things they're not. But yeah. when you can find five, six, seven guys for your rotation that all buy into and accept and are part of what you really need them to be. You look at Armando Baycott right now. He is like not a good three-point shooter at this point in his right. life. And right. he's not trying to be. Like yeah. I think he's got like two attempts this entire season. Having someone like James Brown that's like, yeah, dude, I'm down here. You can find me in the paint. Come join me. We'll have a party. Mm -hmm. How important is that for Hubert Davis? Well, that's huge. I mean, it's very, it's rare. Unfortunately, it's rare. Um, so he, to your point, he doesn't accept his role. He's excited about it. And that's rare. You know, especially it's rare when you're not ball in my hands. You got the neon green light, right? So I can accept that role. Yes. <laughs> yes. You want me to shoot okay, fine. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, but when you're a big who's setting screens and you're getting, uh, you're looking, you have to depend on somebody else to get you the ball, or sometimes you got to be a glass cleaner and different things like that. You got to be the junkyard dog. Um, when you can be excited about that, man, that's that's a guy you want on your team. And and obviously, and I, you know, when I say junkyard dog, I've said that to players in the past. I, <laughs> like I remember, I said it to uh, Trez, Trez, uh, Montrez Harrell. Yeah, and he was like, what, huh? what? Skill, man. What you mean? I got skills. I was like, yeah, but you're making your money as a junkyard dog. That's right. right. And he and still lives in the NBA. Right. 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 <laughs> right. And so um well, a lot of money too. Let me just throw that out there. <laughs> but right. um, but I think kids are starting to see that. Like role players are out here winning in the league. You know, they are very rich, you know. So I think hopefully, this is what I believe, guys like James are seeing that and they're like, you know, let me be excited about this because he does, he does, he stays within himself. He doesn't do things that he's not uh, accustomed to doing and he leans into his strengths. And I think that is unfortunately rare. Hopefully that's a new trend that we're going in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, one of the concerns sometimes with guys in the paint is you worry about them being a black hole. It doesn't seem like that is a concern with James Brown. He yeah. is a very willing and effective passer. And I think for Hubert Davis, who is really trying to get this inside outside game going, Hey, let's draw attention into the middle so we can kick out find shooters in space. Is, is that, mm -hmm. uh, is that an accurate representation of, of his uh, post passing game? Yeah, absolutely keeps the ball moving. Absolutely keeps the ball moving. Um, he did that in the summer. Does he doesn't with St. Rita's? I mean, it's different. They're different roles. Um, but yeah, he's not a guy. He's not the ball is not going to stick with him. So he, he keeps the ball moving. Very um, high IQ guy. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think everybody knows he's um, academic kid too. Um, high, great grades. Um, high IQ guy on the court and off the court. So um, 
he knows the uh, importance of keeping the ball moving, especially in y'all system. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and and to that point, when you look at him actually committing to North Carolina, you know, Chicagoland is not yeah. an area the Tar Heels have gone into right. very often. You know, when in this battle it was against like Mizzou and Notre Dame, Michigan State, Illinois. And when you read James Brown's decisions to come to North Carolina, uh, there was a couple things that really stuck out to me was it's all about the relationship with Coach Davis that you already talked about, about how important his genuine uh, person is coach Davis. And because UNC is more than just basketball, it is a highly, despite the, the uh, AFAM issues from uh, about a decade ago, it is a highly reputable academic institution. And it seems like both of those have coalesced to being the two main reasons why he is a Tar Heel. Yeah. I mean, you know, that stuff in the past, kids don't even remember that. You yep. have to tell them they'd be like, what? I didn't even know that. And then when you tell them, it's not going to matter. <laughs> be like, yeah, anyway. So they always won the title last year. So I think I could help them get, that's all they care about. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think that's, you know, hand in hand. Like North Carolina is an amazing uh, academic school. And um, I mean, they're still a blue blood. I mean, they're one of four schools that are dream schools for all five-star, top five, top 10, number one players. So they, everybody wants a North Carolina offer. And, uh, you know, a lot of people envision themselves playing in North Carolina. So um, that hasn't changed. And it looks like, you know, I always talk about, we say we've talked about this before, but, you know, um, everybody has their, their time, you know, where the tide turns and, you know, you start to grab three, three, five stars in this class and you're grabbing two of the top 10 and stuff like that. It just looks like maybe this could be North Carolina's time. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, you still got guys like Jaron Stevenson out there and others. Yeah. Who might yeah. Very, yeah. So um, we'll see. I mean, obviously time will tell, but sure. I mean, <laughs> we're living in the present. So we uh, are, we are indeed something to look forward to. All right, folks, it is early in the 24 cycle, but as we said right now, North Carolina has the number one class, Drake Powell, Elliot Cadeau, and now James Brown as well. That's it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. We'll keep an eye on this class and uh, in others and keep having our conversations with our guy, Jason Jordan. Coming up on tomorrow's show, Pat Kilby and I get you prepared for North Carolina hosting Wake Forest on Wednesday night. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels. Follow our guy, Jason, at Jason NC Jordan, and you can follow me at Isaac Shade. You can email the show as always, lockedontarheels at gmail.com. Please don't forget to subscribe, smash the like button, and leave your thoughts and comments on Elliot Cadeau and James Brown. For your next listen, make sure to check out Locked On Sports today. Biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and of course, the take of the day. Available right now on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever else you get podcasts. Hey, thanks so much for spending part of your Tuesday hanging out with Jason and me talking Carolina basketball. It's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until tomorrow, peace. Peace.